heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. This is the kind of talk today I would say to you, I'm about speechless, but it's hard to say that on talk radio, you understand? It's kind of hard to do this thing, if you really are speechless, but why I have to tell you, my fellow Americans, I don't think I've ever seen quite anything like this one. Uh, This happened at uh, Philadelphia's Independence Hall, to add insult to injury, I I guess you might say, and... uh, So, uh, Mr. Uh, Joe Biden, uh, the so-called president of these United States, um, warned that America's democratic values, he he pushed the word democracy so much right in the face of a constitutional republic, if there ever was a moment, that was it to be sure, and uh, that uh, we are under assault uh, by forms of extremists. Uh, the MAGA crowd uh, that is loyal to former President Donald uh, J. Trump is how this particular thing starts, you know. And he used this prime time address, as you know, called in the midterm elections a battle for the soul of the nation. Now, you know what's remarkable about that is when you hear the music bed coming in on the voice of a nation here, it's exactly what I talk about from day one. We launched this program, a battle for the soul of our nation, to be sure. Now, before the speech, to draw some lines here, okay, uh, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy said the Democrats were dismantling Americans' democracy before our very eyes. McCarthy called on Biden to apologize for invoking uh, fascism to describe the ideology of Trump and his supporters. And that was before the speech, if you can believe that. Uh, so in just a moment, I want to bring on a uh, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Shaper will join me. And I, I, just, I want to read this listener comment that just came in because uh, it struck me. <laughs> just You talk about battle lines here. This listener says, and I quote here, I think all conservatives should refuse to pay their taxes in April. 87,000 IRS agents won't be able to solve the problem. <laughs> Why are we paying for a government who hates us? Evidently, Biden thinks through weakness is somehow strength. Hmm. Very interesting. Always good to get the beat of the people here. Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer joins me now. He's the president of the London Center for Policy Research and a CIA-trained intelligence operations officer. 35 years of experience in global national security and uh, just a terrific voice and patriot in in our nation. And, uh, all right, Tony. Uh, so we'll, before we dive into the context of the speech, and there is plenty to talk about because this thing went on and on and on, and we, I've got all the, the the transcript here and what have you, but let's start up front here with what do you think, obviously, it's not the president that we are in fearful for being Joe Biden. It is whoever is orchestrating this affair around him who put this speech in the uh, teleprompter that this man delivered to the nation and the world, basically, I mean, making us look like a, a bunch of asses over here to the rest of the world. What? Let's talk about the ramifications of this and what took place on Thursday evening. What is your, uh, how, what's your gut? How do you feel? Yeah. 
Well, thanks, Malcolm, for all, as always for having me. And uh, this is um, this is a devastating moment in our country's history. I, I don't think there's been any leader, any president in office ever to go to that level of attacking their fellow Americans. I, I mean, if you look back, the McCarthy era, uh, all the other things, there was always a sense that we had two political parties that were working to protect America's interests. This is the first time ever I've seen where a president said that a, a political faction or party is the enemy. And everything he said in that speech was pure projection. So whoever did it, whoever fed the lines to Biden, whoever put together the V for Vendetta stage. I mean, Malcolm, come on, all red. It looked very satanic. And I'm just saying it because it looks satanic, just saying. And then uh, to have the Marines, unfortunately, thrown into that, I feel sorry for the Marine Corps today. And I've actually sent a note to Mark Milley, mm. chairman of the Joint Chiefs, trying to get some clarification. Uh, I don't think Mark's going to, I've actually asked Mark to think about coming and talking about this. and I don't think he will. But someone orchestrated this and uh, all that imagery all those words had to be approved by someone and uh, I, I don't think it was biden because i don't because today no. he's trying to walk it back mm -hmm. so it's 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 very clear that he's not in charge someone is and whoever that right. that person in charge is was com completely committed to the idea of using the office of the president to annihilate politically mm -hmm. Yeah. They're political enemies. And further divide this nation, to further be sure, this because nation. this nation is, I mean, you know, he and they pointed at uh, Trump all those all that time. And, of course, they made Trump the target uh, as far as that division. Uh, they right. made him the target. Uh, in this particular case here, uh, the division is so extreme. And, and what's remarkable about this, uh, Tony, is this is a, a ticket, a president, a can, candidate who ran on, which many times they do, but this one really emphasized the unity. If you play back those things, which I'm not going to belittle people here to get into all that nonsense, but the nuances of it and that it, the, his whole platform and campaign was that Trump was divisive and that I've got unity here, red and blue states, none of that were the United States. And there couldn't be anything further from the truth he did. So, so here, here's what I want you to think about. And I really yeah. want to jump into it with you because I'm really thinking here, okay, we know it's not, I mean, we don't have to, we're not trying to be funny here. We know Biden didn't have a lot of input in that speech specifically. I mean, he really is going through the motions here of what's being put in that teleprompter. So with whoever's driving this, and we all have our suspicions, of course, but what's their motive, really? What I mean, I can't begin to think, Tony, what is their motive in being able to put this cancer out into the country? What are they? I mean, is it to create a a civil war with the people yeah. or a revolutionary war with the government? What exactly is it, you know? Well, so the history of the Democrat Party is one of division. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm working on an editorial right now. I'm trying to get published in our local paper because uh, I live in a town where the left is trying to rewrite history and pretend that the civil war didn't happen and try to erase the the heritage of their support for slavery. So the, the Democrat party has always been on this. I mean, the, the Democrats are always kind of, so here at Malcolm, they're trying to project it on someone else and say people who clearly are all for the constitution are the ones trying to destroy it. So that's part of it. Secondly, uh, I think Biden and the Democrats recognize that, uh, that, that the economy and all the other economic and energy woes that the American people are now 
faced with, uh, are, they're going to be held accountable for that come the midterm. So I think this is a distraction and an attempt to paint the Republicans as like, yeah, the, the economy is bad, but these people are, you know, they're worse. So I think it's a real attempt to make the conservative side the boogeyman so they can justify people looking somewhere else. It's a distraction. Right. And, right. Um, and, and, and third, I think it's to actually... Again, rewrite recent history, or you know, Antifa, BLM yeah. Uh, yeah. have been the true uh, purveyors of, of political violence. I mean, real violence, where you burn down uh, yeah. cities yeah. and and people die. So these are all all of this is being done by him and the Democrats to right. to distract the American public. The distraction well, point is very key here, Tony. Yeah. I, I think you nailed something right there. Uh, to be sure, because. You know, they are very smooth on the left. You have to admit oh, that. Yeah. Very, very smooth. Oh, yeah. They they nail down projectionism so well. They know how to turn the table. They know how to use the English language and do the opposite all the time. Right. And just like, as you mentioned, with Antifa and BLM and all of that, and yet he calls out and says that the MAGA, the conservative movement is the most destructive and hostile and terrorist of our nation. And I'll get the exact words for you in a minute, because again, I got his transcript in front of us here. But his reference to that with no mention of everybody who tore our cities up, burnt things down, killed people, did all this nonsense. And that was perfectly legit. They never spoke a word about that, right. uh, which is uh, unreal. And then, you know, what's even else is really screwy about this. They came into this calling this a policy. Um, yeah, I looked at their talking points up front. It was going to be a policy talk. Uh, yeah. you know, Philadelphia, I saw that too. Yeah. Yeah, big freaking deal. OK, yeah. gotcha. We're going to go and, you know, do this right there at Independence Hall. All right. Gotcha. Um. There wasn't anything in there about a policy, just tearing no. the, the, the tearing half the country up. I would say more than half the country, because I think more than half the country is uh, is um, uh, patriotic and would be a, a take offense to this kind of a thing, Tony, you see. So I think, no, I, that's the issue is, and I saw the rhetoric or whatever the releases wow. to, oh, it's going to be policy things. Like, no, this is not policy. I know policy. I, I, I run a policy <laughs> think tank. Yeah. And uh, yeah. boy, I, Malcolm, if I said half the things he did, uh, quote unquote, yeah. policy, yeah. I would have the status of the think tank revoked because it was all political. And re let, let's remember where they're at. Um, right. the, the, I think today the economy shows that the unemployment rate went up. Uh, there are more indicators that they, that we are indeed a re in a recession. It's not going to get any better between now and November. So you have to remember that when when Biden does this, when he says, "Oh, this is policy," a lot of people saw through it pretty quick. If you noticed, not a single major network, not, not one of the big threes, ABC, NBC, CBS, did not pick it up. And I think they knew what was coming. And I think it, 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 those on, and even CNN was saying that some of the things he did, such as put the Marines up there was inappropriate because it was not a policy speech it was a political speech and i think that's what everything is now is that biden and whoever is controlling him they have no interest in, in reconciliation they have no interest in bridging over all they have left is to try to demonize part of the population to make them an enemy and i'm going to say this it may get me in trouble uh but uh boy, a lot of the imagery i saw last night and if you if you replaced the word MAGA with Jew, boy, that would be quite the speech, wouldn't it? Wow. Wow. <laughs> just, just, just throwing it out there for people to yeah. think about. Just well, you think. said satanic as well. And I, I got more of a, 
I, I got more of a sense of a Marxist ideology of a dictator under those that sense and those colors uh, really coming down on the people with an iron fist. That's what I got out of it, Tony. Well, if you if you saw the movie and if your your uh, audience has seen the movie V for Vendetta, that that, that to yep. me was taken out of V for Vendetta, and, and that was all about a fascist leader, exactly, uh, exactly. basically controlling uh, the the British uh, the British Isles. So, just saying, I mean, I just I want people as always, like we always talk about this. Just think for yourself. Go out and look at what we're saying. Amen. You you don't have to agree with us. That's right. if we, but if we say something, just go out and look at it. Look at Hitler's speeches. Look at Joe Biden's speeches, and just change the words around a little bit. Just just for yourself. And if you see something, then uh, good for you. If you don't see anything, you know, okay, that's fine. But I think it's time for people to start recognizing that where this is going. And so you asked me earlier, where is this? Why are they doing right, this? Right. Nothing. This is all related to this ultimate global one world governance governance that they're pushing uh, us that the left is pushing us towards the world economic forum has laid out the roadmap uh major powers are saying that they're all in for this build back better agenda and everything you're seeing now is that that they have to essentially form a single cohesive uh uber party within the united states that has that that will be the element that's that that connects into this larger global governance. And that's what that's what the bottom line is for all of this. That's where it's all going. And so to yeah, get there, yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta destroy the republic, and that's what Joe Biden is out. Yeah, and we're that so, your point right there is on par with our entire platform, Tony. You look at our yeah. op-eds, you look at our writers, you look at our shows, and it's exactly to the to the point of what you're saying. It, the, it, what's very clear to everybody right now is this globalist movement is very out there in the clear of day. And this is from somebody, Tony, who never really thought in a globalist way. You know, I never yeah. really seen that writing on the world years back, I'm saying, you know what I mean? Yeah. And when it, when it was being called out early on. But boy, I'll tell you, that's all been working towards this end right now of what's taking place. So so right now, a couple of things are happening here. I think I'd like to talk about I I really like your opening point of the distraction to remind people what's going on here. All right. So you yeah. let's 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 look at this. You have the midterm elections now coming really fast, really fast. OK, mm -hmm. we're right in the heat of it right now, Tony. I mean, you're not yeah. September, October. It's done. We're 60 yeah. days out. Correct. Oh, yeah. Okay? Yeah. yeah. This is it right now. This is the heat of it. Yeah. So now you've got the power of Congress which is why they really put uh, Joe Manchin in a vice and squeezed his testicles as hard as they <laughs> could to be as nice as I can be here. OK, yeah, and right. they squeezed him badly. I don't know what the payoff was or who paid who or what did who, but he did bow down to the powers to be at the end of the day. And because mm -hmm. without that, they wouldn't have got that uh, drowning of debt, more debt we just took on. Yeah, but they did it for a smoke and mirrors campaign to put that out there. See, we're like we're in control. We're in control, and we got it. We got it, and we we got. And they their answer always back to America is to spend us into oblivion. Somehow that's going right. to solve every freaking cancer and blood disease we have in the country uh, as people by spending us into obl ob oblivion. So they do right. that, Tony. And now, as I think you hit it with the distraction because. If you looked at all of the momentum and the polls and the things, and, and not that all that's right, but just the gut feeling we all knew was happening in our country, 
Nobody was happy. You see what's happened with all of it. And they're trying everything with the gas prices. They're trying to put band-aids. In other words, Tony, what they're doing, I think, is putting band-aids on everything right now. Band it's called band-aids. And it's a band-aid campaign to get us over past November. So they just want the control back again. Once they got the control, you can take the band-aids off and we can start bleeding like hell again. That's my analogy of this thing. And I, when you say a distraction, I think you're right. And I think yeah, no, looking, I, right now they're desperate. They were going to lose everything. So what the hell more they got to lose? I think the Democrat Party is at its last wit's end, which I, I've told you that before on broadcast. I think they're well, screwed. I hope so. So this is the issue I see. So everything you said, I agree with 100%. The problem is this, is that our side, and on and, and our side, I mean to be anybody <laughs> who actually has a brain and thinks for themselves, our Amen. side, Amen. they never work to dismantle all of the damage done every time they get a chance. So, and I, you know, I work with a number of members of Congress and uh, I consider Louis, Louis Gomer a friend. Louis and a handful of, of, of members of Congress recognize, I used to remember my, my friend Walter Jones, God rest his soul, Congressman Jones, used to talk about, he said, Tony, do you understand the damage that we do by simply going along and voting for these large uh, budgets that we continue to, to approve? And so there are conscientious members of Congress who actually wanted to stop the insanity, but they're overwhelmed by our own side. Now, think about that. So, yeah, you can always blame the Democrats for what they do. I mean, the Democrats are always going to do what Democrats do. It's like, you know, it's in their nature. What I find appalling is that when uh, folks come back into power, like I expect them to in January of this coming year, uh, they don't do enough to actually repair the damage that was done. And all these things that get in place uh, are left in place and allow for uh, the, the, the damage done to be continued the next time Republicans lose power. So this time they can't do that because to your point, uh, you know, I, while I think the Democrats are going to fail, nobody ever seems to go back and repair the damage they did right. because they pick right back up where they left off before. Exactly. So. Exactly. Now, that's a very viable point. And you're talking about damage control right now because of the, I mean, we're over, we're, we're right coming up to 31 trillion right now. And that's without all the pennies being spent at the moment either. I mean, right. it's going to escalate forward and all the interest and all the compound. Well, well Malcolm, think about who, who's going to pay for this $10,000 yeah. per person student loan. You know, I don't know about you. I paid for my way through college. When am I going to get my $10,000 rebate yeah. Yeah. for having actually done the right thing and paid my way through college? Yeah. Yeah, we're paying for our kids right now, Tony. So yeah. I get it. I yeah. get it. You know, uh, and you're right. Uh, that generation paid for it ourselves. But uh, uh, now with this distraction mode now in the election hanging in the balance. So it, it, back to the people who wrote this. So it's a kind of a thing. It's kind of a thing, sort of like a potential Hail Mary, because, you know, when you have I mean, you've never seen um, we know the midterm can be very unkind to the party in power, you see. Right. And it, they can take a shellacking if the economic numbers are in a free fall. I mean, they can take a historic shellacking, like to the likes of what we might not have ever seen before, with yeah. all those conditions being what they are. So that was kind of the fertile ground we were on over the last 90 to 120 days. What they do is they try to pull out a few miracles over here. They're twisting arms back there, or like I say, putting things in vices and doing things that are whatever's happening in those back smoky rooms, God knows. And so is it a last heroic attempt to be able to hail Mary to 
push their agenda forward. I think the American people are on to them. I think even the Democrats are in the middle of the aisle. And you know, another thing, when you say Democrats a moment ago, I, I want our listeners to understand, and I know you enough, to, I believe this, to say this, but I'll have you speak for yourself. However, I don't think you're talking about all Democrats. I believe you're talking about Democrat leadership, I, I believe, when you say so, that. So the, the progressive, the progressive. progressive wing of the Democrat Party has taken hold. So, you know, Marxist, I have friends Marxist who are Democrats. Yeah, look, I have friends I consider. I, I have Democrats I consider friends. I, 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 uh, yeah. I know Tulsi Gabbard. I like her immensely. I think she's very, very much a, a good person. I don't, you know, I don't agree with all her politics, obviously, because she's a, a Democrat. I, you know, I have disagreements with them. Uh, my friend Dennis, Dennis, I love Dennis Kucinich. Dennis was great. Heck, I even get along with Ralph Nader, believe it or not. So yeah. there are folks on the left I have. Uh, a relationship with a debate, you know, I, I, but they're not the ones trying to basically over overthrow the government. So we have one party. I mean, they would be the first to say they support freedom of speech. They support the idea of enthusiastic debate on policy issues, but they would never go about as far as I'm concerned, those folks I just mentioned, I don't think any one of those three would go about trying to basically use verbiage or words to dehumanize their political opponents. And that's what the Democrat Party, uh, driven by the progressives, are now doing. So, Okay. Let's break the uh, the transcript down now. The speech itself was some very, very important points to bring sure. to the attention of the American people. And, you know, that first point where he said this, Tony, and it echoes in my ears again when he said, this is where we set in motion the most extraordinary experiment of self-government the world has ever known with three simple words. And the way he said this to me was that iron fist with the red backdrop of a, again, a <laughs> dictator czar in chief here. We the people, we the people, we the people. It was like I got a really bad sense about that right there. That That's yeah. the setting. You, what do you say to that? So... The again, the effort here is to distract from what they're doing and try to cloak themselves in the concepts of the founding of the country, because they always talk about this democracy. And I always have to remind people, no, we have a representative republic. We're not a democracy. And this is where they want to blur that. They constantly want to blur that. Yeah. Our founding fathers established a system of governance which allows for checks and balances. Uh, Malcolm, was destroyed, by the way, uh, those checks and balances. And what they're doing is a bait and switch, Tony. Exactly. Precisely. And so when he says that, he really means the opposite. And he's blaming uh, the fact and he's what, he's saying, what he's trying to say is the Republicans have caused this to happen. It's like, no, uh, I know for a fact, based on my advising the Trump campaign and my interaction with senior officials, the opposite is true, is true. Uh, the, the Trump MAGA is all about, I mean, if you look at the, you know, basically it's all about restoring governance, basically restoring governance to the, to the form that the founding fathers had envisioned with checks and balances and accountability, accountability for all, not for, uh, only accountability for those the left doesn't like, uh, you know, like Mar-a-Lago. And I don't know if you saw that today, that the FBI seized like 80 uh, empty envelopes that said secret on them. It's like, okay, boy, that's real credible, you know, <laughs> seizing. So that's what I mean. It's like yeah, yeah. we don't have a working system of checks and balances when you have a political party who has been able to essentially establish de facto control of, of the investigative and, and, and judicial part of our governance. So that's, that's what 
they want to distract us from the fact that the, the founding fathers vision and the gift of, of the Republic has been undermined by their political actions. Well, all, you know, you're right. The, the, the bait and switch on this all is this. All of their actions and their policies say the opposite of right. them worried about any other stuff. And right. but the problem is a lot a lot of Americans are ignorant to this stuff, Tony, and they tune into these networks and this garbage out there, this media indoctrination that has taken place. And they really some of them, I've read some reports this morning, a lot of these lefty type people think that was like the greatest speech since the Gettysburg Address. Well, if you're a fascist, I think, yeah, pretty darn good. No, I mean, it's all, it's eye of the beholder, Malcolm, eye of the beholder. Yeah. So, yeah. so again, it, 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 to their side, if you're if you're a progressive and your objective is to win at all costs, mm. and you believe that somehow the freedoms Americans in, enjoy is not in in concert with what you believe should be a government that basically tells you what kind of light bulbs to, mm. to, to, to buy, what kind of car to drive, uh, when you should do something. Uh, it, if you believe that, like the, the woke left does, then of course they're going to like that. It's a great because, analogy. Great yeah. analogy, Tony, because they, you're, they are now forcing an electric car on you. You can't have a gas car right. anymore. Uh, everything is being forced with government, with their health care, with their education, with their system. It's never what the framers did. I mean, federalism no. blows that all out of the window. I and mean, let me tell you, let me make a comment on it real quick, because I live in a small co yeah. a city here in, in, in North Carolina now. Let me tell you something. Uh, most people who live here, God bless them, they're great people, probably don't even make $60,000 a year. Yet you're now trying to pressure them to buy a car to, to, that will cost them 60 plus because you got to buy this, the, 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 the thing that goes in your garage to recharge it. Heck, most of these people don't even have garages, just saying. So do you really believe that somehow the government telling people to buy an electric car is going to help them? It, 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 who comes up with this? Right. So that's why you have to have a Joe Biden come out to say anybody who disagrees with me is an enemy. And by the way, Corrine uh, 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 Jean-Luc Picard, whatever her name is, yeah. actually said this the other day where she said anybody who doesn't agree with us is an extremist. She said that. Wow. Think about it. Wow. See, there's no diversity in America anymore with these people. It's yeah. their way or the highway. Right. I mean, is what it is. If you don't go along, they turn the tables on you and call you out. Um, right. It is. It's unbelievable. What do you make of the reference? He said he says, but as I stand here tonight, e the two words equality and democracy are under assault. We do ourselves no favor to pretend otherwise. They seem to be caught up with those words, equality. You know, we know all, what this all means. It's, you know, equality, democracy. They've taken those words and they've turned the table. They butchered those words and what right. they mean, Tony. Well, it was like, Mac, what does that even mean? What does that even mean? Yeah. Do, do, can you tell me, Is do you know anybody who's had their freedoms diminished? I mean, seriously. Who, who, is there been anybody you know, personally or otherwise, it has somehow had their freedoms diminished. Yeah, there it are. Just, there are. I would not push happened. back and say there are. They're up in prisons up in January 6th in the, up in the prison. Well, the I agree with that. You're right on that. You are right. But I'm just saying in the larger context of what are they talking about? But no, I agree that that has happened. But that's their doing. That's the left's doing. The left has done that, not the conservative side. And to that point, the only people who have actually suffered any diminution of rights has been conservatives at the hands of the Democrats. That's it. But then the, he's trying to say, oh, no, we're not doing it. It's them. It's, again, projection. It's very dangerous uh, 
uh, almost uh, psychologically opera psychological operations uh, gaslighting that's being done by Biden. And I think that's what that phrase actually means, or what yeah. it, what he did what he did with it when he gave it out. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. Um, Tony, stay right there just a quick sure. moment, please, here. Sure. And uh, as we go to pause here, just a moment here, um, speaking to Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer, you know, I had to get him on here today with us. I just felt I, I know him enough to know he'd have a lot to say about this. And I I just knew he would uh, he would be uh, ripping, ripping, irritated like I am, beyond belief, as most good patriots are, as, as and we know it. And, and they come in all walks of life. I mean, let's be clear. We, we're not interested in playing the Democrat-Republican card here, people. We're just simply not. We are interested in playing the uh, patriotic, uh, constitutionalist card versus the fascist, extremist, Marxist card. You bet your ass we are, dear. We'll play that every damn day, whether you like it or not. Uh, that's the difference here, okay? Whether you have an RD or an I, I mean, whatever, man whatever, get over it. Okay. But let's move the country forward and have debate and conversation, not what's happening here. Uh, now, what we'll do when we get back with Tony, I got to tell you what, this is going to get really hot uh, because when he called out MAGA and the words he used and what he said, I'll tell you what, I mean, again, back to who wrote this and put this conjecture in the, in the, uh, uh, the teleprompters there for him to spit out to the world and to this nation. Uh, I don't know what kind of a war are they looking for? I am sure there are people today looking at things. And I would imagine a lot of these government agencies, they probably their wires are running hot with things that are being said under the radar screen for people who'd like to do X, Y or Z. And I'm not saying any of that here, but I bet you the flames of liberty are really struggling today. Uh, the flame is really um, it's 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 a. Uh, it, it, you know, it's, it's blowing in the wind badly. You know what I'm saying, friends? It's it's flickering. It's really, really having a tough time. The problem is our enemies and adversaries that see this around the world. They're loving this. They're loving this crap. They do love this crap. They ate up his speech last night. They loved all the colors. They loved all the references. They loved all the woke garbage. They love this crap. They eat it up all day long, people, because that's what they want for America, to be just another dumb piece of shit country like so many others out there. You know, that's exactly what we're up to here. Listen, as we do this, move this ball forward, I want to remind you back at americaoutloud.com on the top left sidebar, I've got to remind you of a couple of things here. First of all, the the woman who uh, uh, was with Project Veritas, who called out the hospitals at COVID, you all seen this video, I know you did, because it went viral 100 times over. Uh, Nurse Jody O'Malley, she is the new host of America Out Loud Pulse on Fridays at 5 and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. So just before the voice of a nation here. And man, she is rock solid. I have to tell you, I'm so excited. You'll see her picture up at the top left sidebar. Uh, awesome woman. She has an op-ed on, on, on the project, uh, on the uh, network as well. Take a look at that. Uh, but that, that show is killing it, America Out Loud Pulse. So take a look at that. Uh, Dr. Lee Menyan, I got to mention, she's every Saturday and Sunday. Now we had a record audience last Saturday and Sunday at 9 a.m. Of course, the CCP didn't like it. They sent us a lot of DDS, uh, DD, uh, DDoS attack that I didn't have a chance to tell Tony yet, but uh, they were after us, a uh, DOS attack there and trying to uh, pull the network down, uh, the CCP, of course. Uh, but that show, 9 and 4 on Saturday and Sunday, is terrific. 
And the other thing coming up, one other footnote is you got to remember to join us uh, starting next Friday, September 9th. I'll be on for eight weeks, eight weeks, September and October, getting the country in shape every Friday with Dr. Henry Ely, the man himself, uh, naturopathic doctor, brilliant, brilliant. And we'll be talking about, you know, there'll be people who have long COVID. There'll be people with vaccine injury. There'll be people like me who just want to get their shit together. Uh, that's me. Or as I said uh, yesterday, lose a few pounds. I'm not big. I just, you know, when I pull up at the gas pump, I said, and I see all these guys around with guts. I said, I don't want to look that way, God, when I get older. All right. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it is. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to not be nice. I'm just trying to help everybody have a more healthy life, healthy immune system. And so that starts Friday, September 9th. Join us here. Send us to your friends, family, others. You're going to learn a ton every Friday on this program, Voice of a Nation, 6 and 11, Eastern Time now. You hear us anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio Network, on our free apps, or our media players, many hundreds of ways to listen to this network. So uh, get get uh, uh, informed and be part of the movement here to take our country back. We'll take a quick pause, my fellow Americans. We'll join you on the other side with Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer. You're listening to the Voice of a Nation. Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. All right. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the pulpitone iodine-based nasal spray, Cofix RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the CofixRx banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD. You already know Genesis plus HOCL is your best defense against viruses. But did you also know it's the most powerful weapon for eliminating airborne mold too? Customers are raving about the Genesis Fogger's ability to tackle mold problems and the bad smells that go with them. And we all know mold is a hazard to your health. There's no airborne invader that Genesis can't handle. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. Now the spirit of American liberty and justice is woven into the soul of America out loud. Now we invite you friends to invest some of your time with our magnificent family of experts, their minds and voices. It's all back at AmericaOutloud.com. Liberty and justice for all. Hey, 
Welcome back to the voice of a nation. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, yours truly, my friends. And I'll tell you what, I am ripping pissed today, uh, to be sure, uh, to what the Marxist left, uh, whatever you want to call them, the progressive retreads are doing to our nation. Uh, the, the flame of liberty, I think, is having a bit of a trouble right now. It is uh, flickering. Uh, and, and I, you know, Tony, I've referenced you when we started here. Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer is back here with me now. I referenced when we started, what are they really up to? And I see the light of liberty flicker, and I, I hear Ronald Reagan in my head. I, I hear what he's saying and the threats that come from within. And others who pointed out in our history of those threats that come from within. Abraham Lincoln, of course, reminded us that many times, uh, as well as other historians. Um you know, I have to think, what are they accomplishing? Right. So they call out uh, the entire, I don't know. I mean, how, how many, how much of the country would you, when they say MAGA, he, he tried to, he's trying to divide the Republican party. Let me put that out there right now with you. He's got the MAGA Republicans over here is what he's calling. And then he's calling more of the people he thinks he can work with, whatever the hell that's about. He's trying to put a, a, a wedge <laughs> right in the Republican party. Did, did you see that number one? And his calling out them is being uh, terrible and that we're the threat to the nation and uh, uh, fascist, fascist. What do you make? I mean, this this talk is so it's 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 unbelievable. Well, I think it backfired. But yeah, to that point, I think the people he can work with, Malcolm, are the Liz Cheney's. Uh, the, the you think Liz would even work with this? Hold on. Do you think now? Hold on a minute. I know we're not big fans of her agenda, but yeah. do you even think she would work with this? I bet you well, wouldn't. I again, you asked me who, who he's referring All to, right, and yeah. so I, I, so I, I, yeah, I agree. I, I don't, I think Liz is pretty crazy, but I think she's not even this crazy to work with him. But who he's referring to are those who are essentially willing to be the uh, the controlled opposition. Now let's remember that a lot of folks, and this refers back to our last segment here, where I talk about the fact when Republicans get in, they don't do enough. Well, that's who he wants to work with. He wants to work with those who will talk a good game, but they get into office. And they, they close the door and work with the Democrats behind the scenes because, you know, the Democrats are going to give them something. They're going to give them a little something, something, you know, for the effort. But don't oppose us. You know, we'll let you win here and there. So he want what he's talking about is controlled opposition. That's why he doesn't like MAGA. He doesn't like Trump. And, and remember, uh, Malcolm, that's why a lot of folks in the, the, the establishment hated Trump because he wasn't going to play their game. He's not part of their club. So that's what Biden's talking about. And so he wants to work with those who are willing to kind of put up a good show of fighting, but not really do anything, uh, just kind of go along to get along. So that's what he's talking about. The other thing, uh, since uh, we went on break and came back, I'm just going to go through my feed here. Yeah. Joe Rogan. Right. When you lose Joe Rogan, you've lost. So Joe actually said the other day that, you know, vote for Republicans. I think he means Republicans are going to do something. And he posted on his Instagram a picture that picture that's going around of Joe Biden with his hands up like Adolf Hitler with the, the red and black background. Boy. Uh, so Rogan just posted this without, so, he, you know, so he's given Spotify a run for their money, isn't he? <laughs> well, you know, and Joe, Joe says, imagine thinking this was a good idea and he's right. Who, 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 who did you, you know, cause, cause this answers your question. Who was it? Who were they going for to try to impress? Well, I think they were going for to try to scare people away from MAGA and people like Rogan, who are not MAGA, is like saying, yeah, there's something wrong. Here. But Tony, so MAGA is not an extreme. There's nothing extremist about make America great again. No, no damn thing. Not at OK, all. I mean, I totally no. re re rebuke that all. It's garbage. Right. It's the right. direct opposite. These people love this country. Uh, yeah. I, I'll give my shirt off of MAGA. Sorry. 
that's it. But I think that's where they were going. That's where he, the Democrats were going to say, oh, these are extremists. Again, it's always about projection. It's always about narrative. And so they were going for a very precise, very well-honed narrative. I just don't think it worked out like they expected. And remember, these people live in their own little bubble. They live in their own little world. And so when you come up with a, an idea to support a narrative, I don't think they comprehend how this is going to play. And well, let's talk about country. that now, how it yeah. plays back. Okay, so I started sure. with that listener comment. Let me talk yeah. a moment on this now. They have made the comment sure. about the 87,000 IRS agents and that, you know, if all the Republicans stopped paying taxes or did something dramatic, whatever the hell that is. Sure, this listener yeah. comment, this person who I, do, I don't know, is just a comment to reference that, you know, well, let's do something dramatic to get their attention more. It's like a tea party almost, you know, Tony, right, a tea right, party right. moment. Whatever. Sometimes you hit them with a wallet because if you lose all that, they lose oh, all I would. You know. Yeah. So what do you think of that idea? Talk to me, please. When so you say you uh, I, your, your listener could have been listening to my thoughts last week. So <laughs> I've been talking. No, I've been talking to a number of folks. You know, we're about to launch this new uh, Project Sentinel yes. effort. And so, uh, you'll, believe me, you'll be part of the, the launch on that. We're just trying I to work kind of in the yeah, twilight zone. Yeah. So part of set, the concept of Sentinel is that, hey, there's a lack of accountability and the government spends money on things they're not supposed to. So uh, part of this is there's been very little pushback by citizens saying, gee, I don't think that's a, a proper use of the money the federal government does. And, and remember, the federal government, is supposed to be limited in power. The, 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 the idea, I, I'm, I've been looking at the Constitution. Malcolm, maybe you can correct me. Is there anywhere in the Constitution that says the, the federal government should be the ones providing student loans for people to go to college? I, did I miss that? Did, did, did I not catch that no, somewhere? You were sleeping that day, brother. You Apparently, because what I'm saying and others are saying is like this unlimited uh, amalgamation uh, of, of power by the federal government is unconstitutional. So the way the government does it is basically say, oh, we're going to do this. We need money for it. Well, if you start shutting off the money, they can't do it. And so I, I believe citizens need to examine how and why they give so much money. And boy, I, I'm always mixing it up with the IRS because I, I don't do a tax. You know, you're only obligated to pay your taxes once a year. So I don't give them money until it's time. And they get really upset because they like having your money, by the way, Malcolm, because they make money off of it. You know, they want you to pay in advance uh, to let them, you know, because they want to run that up and have it available to them so they can they can, uh, you know, make m money off of that interest payments. Uh, the American public needs to recognize maybe they ought to go into their place of employment and say, I don't want to give the IRS any money. They can legally do that. But this is where people get so desensitized to the amount of money they give the IRS because they just it just comes out of their pay. They just presume, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll give so much money per year. No, you're only so what actually would happen if they stop? What, when you say they can do well, it legally, what would happen if they didn't put the money? I mean, well, if if, if, if even 20 I, I'm I'm thinking about trying to encourage 40 percent of the, of the tax paying public. That's about the size of the Republicans just to stop that, that, that it would devastate the the Treasury, because if you have 40 percent even 20% of the people just saying, ah, I'm not going to do it. The IRS, first off, can't investigate 20% of the, of the population. They'd have to do something. And this would in, indeed get the attention of the federal government. Because again, Malcolm, the federal government does things. It engages in activities which are not constitutional. And they absorb these functions for purposes of, of control, not benefit. It's not about common good. It's about how these politicians see it benefit by having the federal government have these powers. 
And I'm saying, and, and I think your person's, the person who talked about this gets a sense of, you know, defunding the government would actually defund the ability of the federal government to, to do all of these unconstitutional activities, which I do believe uh, should be given back to the states, or if it's done at all, it should be the states doing it, because the 10th Amendment says, if it's not in the Constitution, it should be a state's issue. And I do believe that. And therefore, I think that uh, stopping paying the federal government all this money to do all these unconstitutional things is in the interest of our country. And so, so you, boy, so you somehow, think that lesson is on to something big here, then? You, you, well, you, I think so. And look, exactly. Again, maybe, and this is why they consider everybody uh, who talk about returning to the basics as terrorists, because, oh my goodness, you're talking about defunding all these phony baloney jobs that allows us to pay off our cronies. So that's what they're upset about. It's not, Malcolm, it's not that, that, that we're, we want to tear down the Constitution and the government. We want to return to the, the Constitution. And that's what the left is really worried about. They're worried well, Tony, about, this idea is better than a full-out war, isn't it? Well, it is. As well, it's returning to the basics. And again, defunding. Right. All these programs, Joe Biden just put, put out another billion dollars to, quote-unquote, green energy. Malcolm, that's not going to do anything. If you really believe that somehow climate change is an issue... That billion dollars will not do a thing, not a thing to reduce any uh, issues relating to climate change, if you really believe that. So uh, that's it's all about giving money to causes and institutions that are, are loyal to the, 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 the pro progressive Democrats way of thinking. That's what that all is. So that so, yeah, I'm all for defunding the government, our federal government, giving money to political causes that actually help uh, support this, this, uh, these institutions which don't support freedom and the Constitution. The Democrats have become masters of using tax money to pay for their own activities. And again, uh, defunding that is probably a good idea. All right, Tony, you already said straight out pretty well that the Republicans don't push back enough. I mean, that's right. a reference point. And I think all of our listeners would 1 million percent agree with that sentiment because I get those comments in here all the time from people that the Republicans are weak. They don't push back. You even said they tend to just move forward from the point of when they do get back into control, they even just move forward from that point. You don't even fix the damage that's been done, which right. is very concerning when you see how they've exploded uh, building these government agencies up. And they've, they've right. just built a big apparatus of government right now that right. needs to be totally dismantled again. Um, with I mean, energy's got to be put into that. So back to pushing back. How do we push back and make this effort really count? And I wonder if you can, I mean, I will absolutely get behind and support this and support you. How can we get others? And I mean, I'll I'm, I'm very sincere when I say this. I will do everything I can to work and use our network and to use our resources to assist in that way. If you can pull some like-minded folks together that, that have a few marbles in the game. And how can we make that instead of just talk? How can we do something to get the attention? And 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 if we did do that, what predict for me what would happen? What would be the outcry? And what what would the spark of liberty be at that point? What would transpire in our country right. from those leaders? What would happen? So I believe that uh, uh, sunlight is the best disinfectant. So the first thing is to identify and and factually outline everything we just talked about. Go through and list out all the federal bureaucracies and the funding and where it's going, because you, you need to identify 
that as an issue first. You need to be factual about it. And by the way, unemotional, just like this is what it is. I'm sorry the left doesn't like it, but this is all cronyism. It's all uh, a fake capitalism. They're trying to basically reward uh, their, you know, their their allies, and they're using taxpayer money to do it. So that's the first thing to do is kind of list that out. Secondly, to get the states on board, Ron DeSantis, uh, Greg Abbott, a few other folks, I think, recognize that the states need to have yeah. control over a lot of the activities the federal government does. Uh, for example, you know, Medicare, Medicaid, that's all, those are all state programs. Yeah. Uh, we need to allow for uh, th those states, any state, to retain its power, and we need to get the states on board. You're speaking of the Tenth Amendment now, and Tony, I have right. said right out there to if we could just get the Republican governors to come together collectively. There are the, the majority right now are Republican governors. If we could right. get them, and we may not get every single one, but we'd get the lion's share. We'd be able to create that state and really force that Tenth Amendment and jam this so far down the federal government's throat that they won't see straight. That's what I'm saying. So get the states on board because they become your, your best allies. And, and by the way, very powerful allies. Yeah. Because this benefits the states. This benefits the people. in. What's what states. the framers envisioned, Tony. Exactly. So this, again, is going back to the basics. It's not being revolutionary. It's being uh, committed to returning to the, the principles of the founding of the country. And then third, you know, once you've done the first two things, the third thing to actually be effective is is to go about trying to elect politicians who are willing to to give power up and that's a very difficult thing because because politicians will rarely if ever uh, vote against uh, accumulating more personal power but you've got to have people like george washington george washington was the ultimate uh, states statesman by the fact that you know malcolm he could have uh, been, been president indefinitely he could have after winning the revolutionary yeah. war yeah. No, he saw the need to be a statesman and say, I'm going to give up power. I'm going to recognize what's best for the country. And so we need people who are willing to emulate George Washington to actually reflect uh, dutifully on what's best for the nation, not what's what's best for them. And uh, we have a, a class of politicians who always vote to increase their power rather than diminish the power and give it to the places it needs to be. And that's why the federal government has grown so, so large with all these politicians and, and the federal bureaucracy being so overwhelming, uh, like a leviathan. So those three steps, I think, would be necessary. So what you lay out uh, in back to the Constitution, what you're suggesting yeah. here, it, it, again, this is flip side of what he says in the speech. And let me share with everybody now, because sure. it's exactly the opposite of what you just said. He said, MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards. So you see, Tony, what he refers to or what they refer to, I should say they refer to as backwards, is back to the Constitution, back to the framers vision, back to where we were as a country and what made this country the American experiment that it was remarkable right. for and make us into another. They just want to simply make us into another third world shithole is what they right. want to do, Tony. They're progressives, and progressives mean uh, that's that's code for socialism. <laughs> so yes, of course, uh, to them, uh, they want to take us back. It's like, yeah, we want to restore the principles of the Constitution, which which established the republic. Yeah, that's what we want, and uh, they want to move us forward to be the next Soviet Union because they yeah. believe. And then again, it's what he said basically: yeah. one party 
is all we need. And it's the Republicans. The Republicans are. Well, they've been working toward that uniparty and our Republican right. brothers and sisters are not helping us out any either, Tony, right. because they That's keep right. going. You know, he said right after that, by the way, he said they promote authoritarian leaders. And speaking of MAGA and Republicans, if you will, which is what he is, of course. Right. And Obama is, who is obviously part of this thing. It isn't just Biden here. And he said, and they found the flames of political violence. I mean, you can't make this shit up uh, that are a threat to our personal rights, to the pursuit of justice, to the rule of law, to the very soul of this country. I mean, you just can't make this stuff up. Everything he puts out there out there is who they are, Tony. Right. Yeah, no, and look, and I think if you you mentioned Mao earlier, I think whenever you see the the the, uh, the fingers of Mao in a yeah. speech or indicating that's that's Barack Obama. Barack Obama uh, grew up understanding and studying uh, Maoism, and I think he he more than others understands how to quietly and, and very uh, carefully in, in, invoke or, and include Mao's activities and ideas into this. So remember, Mao took and eliminated the the any opposition within China by saying that obviously they're the other they're, they're the enemy uh, so that's why you now have Taiwan the nationalists were you know pushed out or murdered uh, that's Maoism so 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 yeah so I, I don't think it's Biden I think it's Biden using the words that have been given to him by by Obama and yeah Obama's, Obama's hands are all uh, over pointed this, handlers yeah uh, yeah all so, over this you agree so that's why that. I see this yeah so yeah. when he says stuff like that yeah. yeah it's 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 Obama talking through Biden so. and he said additionally MAGA Republicans have made their choice they embrace anger they thrive on chaos. They live not in the light of truth, but in the shadow of lies. And then to really kick it home, this is, this is, it's just, this blows your, you can't, you know, it's like, you don't even really know how to defend this stuff. It's, it's, we're, we're having a conversation about it. And it's so surreal, Tony, when he says this is a nation that honors our constitution. These people don't honor the constitution. What the hell are they talking about? He said, this is a nation that believes in the rule of law. You people don't believe in the rule of law. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah. He said, we do not repudiate it. You you, you burned our cities down. You created right. a mass riots everywhere. You, d- you divided this country up. Uh, so he gets on there and he throws this out there with a red image of a Marxist dictator, of, a, of an authoritarian. Exactly. Exactly. What the hell sense yeah. does this make? Yeah. Look, I mean, again, it would be one thing if you get up there and you have red, white and blue and you have all these things which denote, you know, I mean, to me, Malcolm, if he really wanted to emulate the Constitution, he would have actually talked about George Washington and the founding fathers and the principles which made this country get. No, he did not. Like a Republican president would have done. And I'm going to call it that because he would have done exactly that. Yeah. No, according to him, returning to those principles is, quote unquote, dragging us backwards. The idea yeah. of going back to what this country was founded on is a bad thing. And that's what he actually said. So it's, dare I say, can I use right. this word? It was a dog whistle. <laughs> it's a yeah. dog whistle. You to, sure can. To those most committed Marxists within the Democrat Party. Just say. Well, there was an op-ed. You, I'm sure you've seen this uh, article in the New York Times uh, saying that the left doesn't want the Constitution. We, we, of course uh, they don't. We, no, yeah, we they, they consider article. it a living document. Yeah, they, they, they consider it a living document so we can monkey with it. No, they don't want it. It's yeah, very they don't dangerous. Want it. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, Tony, he, here's what I want to do. I want to take the last three minutes. I, I want you to talk to America right now. Not, not. I want floor is yours. We've got about three minutes left. Let me give them to you. Tell America what needs to happen next, please. So, look, I, the 
the bottom line is Joe Biden is a is a danger. He's a single point of failure that uh, is, is as long as he's in office and is left to his own devices is dangerous for two reasons. First, I think he's now in late stage uh, Alzheimer's. I think uh, any given day, he probably doesn't know where he's at. You can see it. In his, you can hear it in his speech some days where he can barely speak. I would argue that he has to be reminded that he's the president on a daily basis. And it's a very dangerous thing. That man is the guy that controls the, the, missile, the, the nuclear uh, missiles and codes, and it's a very dangerous time. Secondly, if you just look at the factual reality of his, the damage he's done, his policies have done, uh, or people behind him pushing him to do them, uh, they have done nothing but weaken the United States. Everything from national security to energy security to economic security, it's all in shambles. And so this cannot continue. So I think it's time we seriously consider uh, if the Republicans come in and take both houses uh, for an impeachment of Joe Biden. To me, uh, the very uh, attack of on citizens, plus the Afghan debacle, plus the energy debacle, plus the Southwest border debacle, plus the uh, clear indications that he plus, was plus, he, plus, he plus. was paid the, that he was paid by Hunter Biden by the Chinese and the, the corruption all those things to me add up to impeachment there are so many pluses you'll run out of paper when you're done I mean you need more than a sheet yep. of paper Tony you know the yep. plus 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 but I mean it's a shambles there is no success metrics at all for this presidency no. they no. don't exist at all um whatever happens from this talk Tony uh, I, I want you to really give some thought to consideration of where the listeners started us off today, you and I, yeah. what you reiterated back to me that it read your own mind and soul of where you thought we were having to do something of action here, how we really can't rely on the Republican establishment because many of them suck, okay? Uh, yeah. They don't push back and they don't fight for liberty and justice. They don't fight for our constitution. They don't fight for our nation. They don't fight for free speech. The oligarchs are running all over us, Tony. The media, right. the social media jackasses are running all over us. And now we got a totalitarian, authoritarian jackass up there, this dictator, which has made me uh, go insane today here. And and I, I'm wondering where we are left with the country. It is time to do something. I don't know. If, right. I, I mean, I don't know. If, listen, I often talk about a pitchfork moment. And what the <laughs> hell do you want to, whatever you want to call that, Tony, I'll just leave that there because you can't get me on that. But it is becoming a pitchfork moment. And we have to do something because if we don't, Tony, we're going to be stripped blind here. We're going to be we're, we're all going to be deaf, dumb and stupid by the time we're done here. Yeah. I, you know, I keep That's talking right. to people. Yeah. We, look, the, this, uh, he, I, you know, I have a lot of libertarian friends and I even debated yeah. uh, Ron, Rand Paul one time, Ron Paul, about, uh, you know, well, should we be the ones protecting the sea lanes? And the answer is, well, I'm not a neocon. Yes. And Malcolm, this is my point, is that if we don't do it, if we don't continue to basically defend our interest, put yeah. America first yeah. and ensure that we are taken care of, I don't think you're going to like the Chinese or some other nation Amen. taking care. And they're and looking at everything things. we're doing right now. Tony. That's right. Every That's damn right. thing. They watched That's that right. speech last night with fire in their eyes. Exactly. exactly. They loved it. What Biden was yep. doing, where he was going. Well, whatever yep. the plans are ahead. Count me in. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, my, uh, Shaver, you figure it out and tell me what the plan is. And what we'll do what we can. Thinking, and yes, we sir. will begin to get behind this and do something, everything we can, and get our support behind it. Uh, Tony, um, you're always a dear friend. Thank you for joining me here today, brother, on The Voice of oh, Asia. No, I just Malcolm, felt we needed your voice in here. 
Matt, no, Malcolm, it's always a, an honor and a pleasure to join you. Thank you for having me. It's always great to talk to you and your audience. And my friends, thank you for being on the mission here. It's a big mission ahead here. Remember, it's time to get involved and get loud, America. Mm-hmm.